Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. The art of charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best minds in the industry to teach you how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise and packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some great content we don't or can't share on the show by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. And of course, if you're new to the show, but you want to know where to begin or maybe find out more about what we teach here at AOC Live Programs in LA, you can go to the website and we'll email you a starter kit of all the top podcasts here on The Art of Charm. We'll also send you the fundamentals like body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, dating, attraction, networking for business and negotiation, as well as all the stuff we'd wish we'd learned and mastered years ago. And of course, we have our live programs running every single week here in Los Angeles, California. We have guys from all over the world, so if you're not in L.A. or not in California, you have no excuse. Details on this at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp, or give us a call here in the office, 888-413-7177, or just email me, jordan at theartofcharm.com. I read everything, and I'm looking forward to meeting you here at The Art of Charm. Today, we're talking about banter. This is the crucial element of what do I say, how do I start conversations that we didn't fill in in the attraction toolbox, and of course, is a crucial part of the interaction map. It's a little bit of a fun, funny, playful, teasing type of concept, and we uh, we illustrated here in the funniest, playfulest way that we kind of can, at least after the amount of scotch we've currently consumed. So enjoy this one with AJ and Johnny and myself, sort of, from The Art of Charm. All right, so the attraction episode conveniently left out what to say, which I had asked about at the end, and of course... We have this core skill set of banter, flirting, that's sort of a subset of attraction. What is banter? Let's start there and, and guide people through it, sort of take their hand and, and go right through it. Well, it's, you know, it's just, it's having fun. It's laughing. Uh, it's not really saying anything except enjoying yourself in the moment. It's basically some teasing, some ribbing. And, and, it, and it can be in a case of flirting. Or it can be in a case of just bonding and taking a piss out of your best mate where you guys are just enjoying hanging out. It okay, encompasses so all of that. So it's just like non-chit-chat, funny back and forth that has no real content to exactly. it. Exactly. It's embodying a playful nature that has no consequences. So you're not looking to get any information from the other person, and you're certainly not presenting any meaningful information to the other person. What you're doing is utilizing humor and alleviating tension through some light, silly conversation at the start of an interaction. So we've already built attraction through the four components, as we talked on a previous episode. And now that either someone's approached us or we've approached someone, 
We want to get things started on the right foot. And the best way that we found to do this time and time again is to set aside serious conversation, right? Set aside rapport-seeking questions and allow both of you, who've now met for the first time, to be a little silly and let your guard down. And that's ultimately what banter is. It's the opening doors are where expression and creativity is going to start. It's got to start somewhere. So it's two people laughing, dropping guard. Um, and laughter is the only thing that could do that. So why is it important to banter? I mean, we've seen this in movies. We see it in sitcoms. Why, why is playful teasing important at all? Why is this a skill set that we need to teach here? Well, the important thing to realize is that anytime you're, you're meeting a stranger for the first time, there's tension in both sides of that situation. So there's tension on your end, right? You're a little nervous. How am I going to be accepted? How am I going to be appreciated, acknowledged? And there's also the same. So the great part about banter is it allows both parties to have this break in tension and this alleviation through a little bit of humor and a little bit of, hey, this isn't going to be serious. That allows everything else to flow smoothly from that. And inevitably, what we found, right, if you go outside on a busy street in a large city and you encounter a lot of panhandlers, right, people who are asking you for something, what's our first reaction? Our first reaction is to look away. Our first reaction is to be like, no, no, no. You haven't earned the right to ask me for anything. Mm -hmm. So what we're hoping to do is set the stage for asking of something, but we need to do that by first adding to the interaction. And when we think about reasons why people go to networking events, why do they go to lunch? Why do they go out to dinner? Why do they go to happy hour? Why do they go out to the club, right? To blow off steam, to have a little bit of fun, to relax and unwind. So in those situations, the best way to accommodate someone who's trying to relax and unwind is to not take the start of the interaction seriously, right? To not pull them into a serious frame. And banter, we found, is the best way to do that. Well, the only way to break tension or pressure is laughter. Absolutely. It processes that tension, et cetera. In a way that's manageable and comfortable. But what if I'm not funny? Although, let's, this is a hypothetical, of course, because I'm really, actually, <laughs> I'm hilarious. But what so if that's I'm one of the, the big misconceptions that guys have when they hear about flirting and about banter is they read the lines on the cheat sheet or maybe they see some videos online. And what they see is, you know, a forced, canned, funny, comedian mindset of things. And they feel like, well, I haven't gotten a lot of laughs in my life. I haven't had a lot of people say that I'm funny. There's no way that I can do that. And in actuality, the goal of banter is not to be funny throughout all of banter, right? The goal of banter is to facilitate more serious conversation and actual connection. The best way to do that, we found, is by simply utilizing three moments in interaction to encourage someone else to feel comfortable enough to move to the real connection. So... You do not have to be funny throughout the interaction. You can have a lot of boring, normal interaction. The point is, at these three steps, allowing humor and allowing yourself to not be serious to take the forefront in the interaction. It's the big misconception. and Of course, everyone wants their first lines to be knock them dead, strike, um, for the fences, home run lines. And that's just... <laughs> But it's 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 unrealistic 
first of all, and and you're putting on way too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, and and because we've been doing this for a really long time, we found that a lot of guys come in with that hesitation, that anxiety, and we've essentially created what we call the conversation formula. So that basically it allows you to, one, never not have things to say, and two, gives you those opportunities to be funny without having to put in a lot of effort and memorize a lot of lines and and become over the top the Dane Cook, right? The mm. Jim Jeffries. My fave. Of comedians, right? It doesn't put that amount of pressure on you, but it allows the other party you're talking to to supply you the content to actually further the interaction. So the conversation formula essentially is you come in with a question, you get a response from them, and then you utilize their response in the form of a statement so that essentially we can now come in and be curious and take the information that they're providing and further the conversation. And most guys who've, one, listened to the show and heard a lot of dating advice have been taught to avoid questions, right? They're told questions will allow me to become an interviewer and it stales out the interaction and I don't want to be that person, right? But I, I ask everyone listening to look back at the past, you know, 10 or 100 conversations that they've had with strangers and how did those interactions start? I can guarantee you that nine out of 10 interactions started with a question. Someone asking you, do you have the time? Do you know how to get somewhere? What should I drink? Have you eaten here before? Who are you with? What are you drinking? Right? These are how most normal, natural conversations start. They start with someone else taking interest. Can I have a cigarette? Can I have a light? (laughs) Right. Asking you something. And the great part about that is we're all naturally, as Johnny was saying in previous episodes, human nature naturally wired to respond to someone posing a question, help someone else. And if we start with a simple question and actually listen to the response that's given to us, that's elicited, and utilize that response in a meaningful way in the form of a statement, we can now create a platform of conversation where most guys have failed in the past is they've asked a question, received an answer, and inevitably followed it up with another question. And now you've become that panhandler, except Mm. instead of asking for money, you're asking for information. You're asking for something of the other person that, hey, you're not equipped to ask at this point. You haven't demonstrated enough value to continue asking me this information. Right, you're asking them to invest all the energy. But by answering their response with a statement, making a statement about how much you like the drink that they're drinking or how you also came with your friends or how you're also out for a birthday party or how, yeah, this is the first networking event you've ever been to. And yeah, you don't know anyone here, right? By making those statements in response to their answer, you're creating that conversational platform that they can, you and them feel comfortable adding to. So we want to make sure that the flow of our banter is question, answer, and then we make a statement. And this will alleviate a lot of the situations that guys have where they run out of things to say, right? Maybe they have one really good line that always gets a laugh, and then afterwards they don't know what to say. Well, I also just want to go over what that last thing you said, and it was an interview with the guy from OKCupid. He had, he has known for years that a lot of guys will cut and paste 
lines to everybody. And they said, why haven't you prohibited that or put something in place to stop that? He's like, well, I'm a guy say the same shit to every girl that I meet. And he's like, that is just how you get things started. And you know, so I, I want to go to what you were saying, AJ, where if you have a couple banner lines, you can use them all the time. You can use them to get things started. It'll allow you to feel comfortable. It'll be your thing. And it's not a big deal. Everyone realizes that they use them. It's what you get. Everyone has to get conversations started. No one is just so amazingly witty they can go off anything. And, and that's the, the tension, best part. Tension, pressure-filled situation. About utilizing questions and taking their answer and then adding that statement. And the statement in this situation is the banter. Absolutely. Right? And the best part about the banter lines that we espouse here on the show and you'll find in the cheat sheet is that they actually are non sequiturs. But by utilizing a question and asking them to invest a little bit in a response, in an answer, we can now utilize banter lines that to us seem incredibly foreign and seem incredibly (laughs) out of place in a conversation in a very meaningful, funny way. And the first category of banter that we want to utilize, right, the thing that sets the tone for the interaction is something funny, is something really silly. So if we take... Very basic questions that you can ask anyone while they're out, right? Hey, what's your name? Hey, what are you drinking? Where are you guys from? Why are you guys out tonight? Who'd you go out with? Oh, how'd you guys get here? Right? This is the the basics of elementary grammar in an English class, right? The who, <laughs> what, where, when, how, why scenario. These are questions that we've been taught to ask in any situation, right? To elicit more information. By utilizing these questions, waiting for their answer, and then taking their answer and making a statement that is funny, that is silly, that is playful, we can let her know that we're self-amused, that we do not need anything from her. Right, we don't require that, that investment on their part. Exactly. So although we've asked a question and we've gotten an answer, we've made that answer something that's silly. We've teased them a little bit about that answer. We're now saying that, hey, we're not taking this interaction very seriously. So you and kind don't have to be very serious right now. You can also let loose and enjoy yourself in this interaction. And that's how you set the tone at the very beginning with some playful banter. So do we do this not just with what we say, but is there also like our our sort of famous nonverbal component to this as well? Yeah. So the goal in any interaction that we're, we're trying to accomplish at all times is to have our body language match our words, right? And a lot of guys throw around the term congruent, right? You have to be congruent. You have to be congruent. What does congruence mean? It just means that your body language matches your words. So if we look at something that's funny, right? Something that's silly in a banter situation as our first statement, non-verbally, we're going to want to be smiling, right? We call this smizing, where our eye contact and our face has a warmth to it. And if you've ever laughed really hard and looked in the mirror and smiled really in a happy moment, you'll realize that there are little creases that enter your your eyes. There are wrinkles next to your eyes, and we call this smizing. So it's that smile plus warm eye contact upon delivery of something silly, right, something playful, that conveys to the person listening who may not have heard the words that 
non-verbally, okay, we're having a good time. This is going to be silly. Well, how many times somebody who's not expecting you to come up or is not, as it doesn't know that you're coming up because you haven't given her eye contact, you just popped into her, her periphery, and all of a sudden you're giving her lines and she goes, what? So your actions, your body language has got to show that. And a lot of times, if you're laughing, carrying on, that will be trans. She knows you're there bantering. She gets it. She can play back. But we've all been in a crowded bar where maybe we're not making eye contact with the bartender and he's yelling and it's meant for us. But we don't know that because we haven't locked eyes. So it's important that there's warmth in your eyes and warmth in your mouth. Absolutely. By smizing. And that allows her to realize that, okay, what he's saying, he's just kidding around. He's being silly. Right? And that's the first thing that we're trying to set with banter. Now, the, the great part about banter in and of itself is that it allows us to add humor and add fun to what to most people would be a boring interaction right Mm -hmm. you're asking what is she drinking okay let's say she's drinking a cosmopolitan right so how do you make that funny we just elicited something Mm -hmm. that is kind of boring right sure so what i would do in that situation and what i would encourage you guys to do is make a judgment make a silly judgment about the fact that she's drinking a cosmopolitan, Like right? a fake judgment. Do you feel that she would be a good fit to your life and you should maybe marry her based on her <laughs> drink preference? Okay. Right? In the extreme or, oh, you're drinking a cosmopolitan. This will never work. The last girl I dated drank Cosmos and she was a bit of a lush, right? By being playful and making a playful judgment with our words and our body language, we've now created a situation that is silly and given her a role. So verbally, we are creating a role for her to play. Now, obviously, by breaking up with her, her role is our ex-girlfriend. And, right. And what is our ex-girlfriend going to do? Please don't make a scene in front of my friends. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I wasn't expecting to see you here. Or, right, what is our, our newlywed bride going to do in that situation? Right. So we set up, like, little tiny fun role play type scenarios by delivering a playful tease in a, in a way that's funny or fun or playful, communicating that non-verbally. Right, and that, that role play allows her to escape the fact that we're in a bar, I just met you, you're a stranger, it's I don't know you, right? And now, what's in my teeth? Is my hair okay? Right. Maybe he's just here to make fun of me. That right? diffuses the tension. Of it the allows both of you to immerse yourself in a situation that is a hell of a lot more fun than meeting a stranger at a bar. Mm-hmm. So I highly encourage the first banter line that you guys practice, the first banter that you roll with and and introduce in a conversation to be something that's playful and gives her a role to play along with. Because when we role play, we allow the interaction to go outside of the scope of just you and her. Right. You allow an opportunity for her friends to join in. You allow an opportunity for you guys to excuse yourself and go on your honeymoon. Right? There's a lot more that you can do by giving her a role than just asking for information and doing an informational exchange that most guys do at that start of the interaction. And listen, we we tell everyone who asks about how do I get good at banner? How do I get good at role playing? Because... <laughs> There's one place at every one of your towns that you can go on the cheap, if not for free, to get good at role playing, and it's called Improv. Oh, and nice! And it's amazing, and everyone has it in all of your towns, especially that you live in a college town. 
uh, there, there's going to be a place for that. It's a great skill, and they help with that. And you'd be surprised how much of that skill translates to banter, going out, being social, sociable, having and the, fun. The second part about improv that's so powerful when it comes to flirting and, and actually teasing the opposite sex is this concept called yes and. Absolutely. And in improv, a good improver or a person who's a good teammate in improv will add to the role that you guys are improvising. And the way you do that is by always agreeing and making more absurd. Okay. Sure. So when she may say, no, we're not exes. What's wrong with you? The point there is not to then fire back in a negative way, but the point is to be like, oh yes, I'm sorry. The blonde hair threw me off because my last three exes had that haircut. Okay. The point is to agree with what she's saying and make it more absurd. And that concept is very prevalent in improv. So you're going to get a lot of opportunity to practice that in a group setting. But while we're flirting, while we're introducing ourselves to someone for the first time, we want to be agreeable. And if they actually push back, we want to be agreeable and absurd and take their pushback and make it something that we can both laugh at. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. 
That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now back to AJ and Johnny. So is this something that we do where we're like, oh, I want this person to like me, so I'm going to be funny and like take the situation and exaggerate it and make it really wild. And like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like we see people do this and it ends up being kind of like, ugh, really? Yeah. The, the point of that step of being funny and being silly is to get her playing along, to get her involved, right? When she starts investing in that interaction and she can do so by responding in kind, laughing, touching you right? Turning into you based on her response. If she invests further in the interaction, then we know now we need to let her know another dynamic, right? Another part of our personality. And the goal in flirting is to let her know that there are three components to your personality. Okay. The first component, as I said, was we wanted to know that we're fun, that we're self-amused, that we don't need her. We're having a good time with or without her. It's great that we met her, but we don't need her. That's step one. The second trait, the second quality we want her to know about us is that we don't seek others' approval. We're not agreeable. And I find this time and time again with guys who come through the program, guys we've worked with, is that when they start meeting strangers, they let down their guard to the point where they become yes men and get walked all over. Right, sure. Right? They agree with everything she says. It's like, what are you drinking? She's like, Cosmo. It's like, cool, cool, yes. Yeah. Love Cosmos. Mm -hmm. Always drink them, right? Even though he's a whiskey guy. Like, that agreeable nature and that constant need to have her approve of you and like you comes through in in the way that a lot of guys communicate at the start. And because of that, what ends up happening is she doesn't feel that tension that like this guy is solid. This guy can stand up for himself. Right. Instead, she you've just, processed so much well, of attention that there is none left. Well, there's a beginning to the, it is funny. This old saying that, that came up the other day, a man who stands for nothing is a man who fall for anything. And here is a, an opportunity through banter to show that you stand for something to show that you feel a certain way to show that, uh, you are for something. And, he, and here you could do it in a fun, silly way that allows uh, laughter, silliness, right. and, and fun to the interaction. So what we found is that the best way to accomplish this is to simply misinterpret what she's saying. So like playfully misinterpret right. what she's saying. So if she comes at you and says, why are you asking me what I'm drinking? you misinterpret what she says as saying, oh, sorry, I don't need you to buy me a drink. So we're not actually following along with what she's saying. We're instead taking control and and teasing her for offering us a drink, right? That's a classic example of misinterpretation. And all misinterpretation means is not taking what she says at face value, but playfully turning the interaction around on her. 
Which also carries the same energy as everything else has. But a big smile, a blink, right. smizing, which she understands this is not a personal attack. So the first characteristic we've explained to her is, hey, I'm going to give you a silly role. What we're doing right now is not serious. What we're doing is just playing around. And then the second thing we want to embody is, yes, while we're playing around, you're not going to win everything. I'm not going to be buying you drinks. You're going to be buying me drinks. I'm going to need you to stop hitting on me in front of my friends. I'm going to need you to stop being so aggressive, right? What we're simply doing is taking a situation that we both agreed that is silly and now turning it around on her and making her the aggressor, being misinterpreting what she's saying. And anyone who's traveled to another country knows that what inevitably ends up happening is you're in France and you're trying to figure out what train to get on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're trying your best in your combination of French and English to get it across. And the other person isn't listening, isn't catching it, right? Isn't interpreting what you're saying. What happens when you're misinterpreting? You, funny. In, you invest further in oh, the interaction. That's a good point. Yeah. You want to be interpreted. So what actually happens in this step of banter is you trick her into investing more in the interaction. Right, you coax maybe. Because she would like to be interpreted, to be understood. Right, right. And she certainly doesn't want to be understood as blatantly hitting on you in front of her right. friends. No, I said this other thing. and then I wasn't hitting on again. you. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're so presumptuous, right? What that dynamic creates is this non-approval-seeking attitude that she really, really is attracted to. This guy who stands for something and who's willing to tell people no, is willing to tell people, hey, slow down. That's the second trait we're trying to embody. And the third and final trait that we're trying to embody through our banter is sexual. And I know that this is where a lot of guys trip up, a lot of guys. Well, once again, it's yeah. a, we have several places where you can get rejected, right? Just walking up, that could happen. Now you're going to start a conversation. It can happen. Now you're going to take the conversation and putting her in a role. That can happen. Now you're taking a conversation, misinterpreting what she says. Now that can happen. And now we're going to go to a sexual place, which is a deeper rung, and start messing with that. When the is, order matters, okay? The order matters absolutely. because it, it matches the level of investment. So there was a, a funny video on YouTube. This guy approached 200 women on the street and asked every single one of them if they would have sex with them. And out of 200 women, two said yes. No, not bad. 1% <laughs> conversion rate. For those listening, right, going out to the bar and talking to 100 people to get one of them to agree to be your friend or one of them to agree to go to the next level with you, no way. No way would that level of effort be worth it, right? So... That's the reason that we wait until she's invested. They've invested in the funny aspect of the conversation. And then they've invested beyond the misinterpretation. And now we're actually understanding each other before we slide into, okay, now I'm going to be masculine. Now I'm going to own my masculinity. And I'm going to playfully tell you that I'm interested in having sex with you. And the way we do that is through innuendo and touch so you don't just say listen we've been talking for a few minutes and uh i'm interested in having sex well with you're, you. you're not even really putting it on a table all you're doing is eliciting emotions and okay. having some fun with it i'm just making if sure you bring it to if you bring it to the stage if everyone will act in, uh, in those parts well then you can feel good that you can escalate this further ask 
for a date or to go home, whatever it is. But here, is everyone cool with what we're talking about? Is everyone willing to play in this level? If they've invested in every other space, why wouldn't they invest in this space? It goes about being an adult and mature and fun. Right. And the fact that you're utilizing innuendo, it doesn't directly say nope. that I'm trying to have sex with you. Nope. It simply adds sexual vibes to the conversation. So what we're saying is you go playful, then you go challenging. And then after she's responded with some positive body language, some touch, some actually forcing you to reinterpret what you're saying and, right. and nail down what was said earlier. Only then will you say something like, what's your safe word? <laughs> hey, right. eyes up here. Stop staring at my crotch. But this is also dumb because there's not really still any context to it. It's just owning who we are. It's still silly and playful. It goes, goes with anybody. It has that plausible deniability that you're slipping innuendo into the conversation, but it doesn't have to be directed at her. It's simply saying that I'm sexual and saying it in a playful way. Well, even if you're out, you you met a, a new friend, it's strictly a platonic thing. Hey, listen, I'm grabbing a drink. Can I get you one? Hey, buddy, I don't, I don't fuck on the first date. We all know. You're not trying to fuck <laughs> your boy yeah. over yeah. a Jameson. We're... All, we're we're keeping conversation silly, light, goofy. It's adding to the whole atmosphere of what's going on. Everyone is relaxed. I mean, and that's why... Telling a guy or a girl, I'm not that easy, has the same effect. It's the You're same You're not effect. actually assuming that either one of them are going to have sex with you and blatantly saying, you're going to have sex with me. Instead, you're playfully nodding to the sexual tension that's been built. It allows people... There's, to s smile about the whole thing. It breaks, it breaks, it's just another level of tension and pressure that's being broke. So how do we practice this? I mean, are we, like, just turn this on when we go out to talk to people, or, like, how does this work? I think the biggest thing to realize is that, number one, with banter, not everything out of your mouth has to be funny. You really only need to showcase those three traits that we discussed, and you can showcase your funny trait in depth, you can showcase your sexual trait in depth, but ideally you want to paint a picture to the other person that you're dynamic in those three ways. You don't need anyone's approval. You don't need anyone's attention and you're masculine, right? You're dominant. You'll take control of the situation. And once you showcase those three traits, odds are the other person you've talked to is going to want to take real interest in you and want to get to know you on a deeper level. So the best way I recommend practicing this stuff is to look at the banter cheat sheet that's available at the end of the podcast. Pick a couple lines in the funny section that put a smile on your face. Yeah, that you are comfortable with. That, that you, you laugh you when giggle. reading them. You're like, you wow, you look like trouble after ordering my Starbucks cafe latte. If you feel uncomfortable with any of those lines, those are the ones that stay sheer clear of until you, you'll work, you'll, and don't worry, you'll work yourself up to them. But the goal is to take a couple lines and start working them into everyday scenarios, right? By simply teasing the barista, by giving the valet guy a hard time. You're going to start to embody the playful mindset that allows you while you're out in a really social environment to be quote unquote on. Banter is a muscle that needs to be exercised on a daily and weekly basis. It's not something that's very easily turned on and turned off. 
anyone who's done any sort of competition in the lead up to that competition they don't sleep they don't sit there and not participate in the actual activity you you need to be practicing these skills and the best way to do it is to incorporate it in your daily life in your daily routine the the, the more open you are with banner the the more situations you're going to find yourself in the more open you're going to be to exploring and having fun with new people uh, that's going to be on you um i you know i a lot of people would probably consider that i'm a very uh, flirty or i i do a lot of bantering in just everyday life um that may be i know people who who put it out their way more than i do but it's all about enjoying your ba- enjoying your day being in the moment and creating fun around you and not taking the start of the interaction so seriously yep. I feel like we're all naturally rapport seekers. It's very easy for us to elicit information from other people. But unfortunately, we, we take way too much of our lives, and way too many interactions seriously. And the goal of banter and the goal of what we teach here at the Art of Charm is to take yourself less seriously at the start. And you're going to find that more people are then open to sharing themselves with you. All right. So banter, playful teasing, a crucial part of the attraction process, a crucial part of the the interaction map as well and of course a formula to what to say even though it's so ironic because we don't know what to say and yet it's the content of what you say that totally doesn't matter it's all of the sub communication that goes along with it so even when you're telling you what to say what you say doesn't matter all right i love that stuff i mean banter is so funny and fun it's a fun topic to cover and it's one of the most interesting sort of phenomena because guys go oh this is dumb this isn't gonna work and then they go out and they try it because we make them kind of force them to do it here in boot camp. And they're like, I can't believe that this is diffusing attention. I can't believe this is fostering rapport. I can't believe this is carrying the conversation. So go out there and try it before you judge and see what you think. And if you're having trouble implementing this, well, that's what we're doing here at The Art of Trump. So give us a call. Show feedback and guest suggestions. The show is a fanarchy. It's run by you. I rely on you for ideas of who should be on this show in the first place. So if you know somebody great, let me know. Jordan at theartofcharm.com. And of course, boot camp details for our live programs at theartofcharm.com slash boot camp. Remember, subscribe in iTunes and write us a nice review. And I will love you forever. And I'm willing to show you when you get here. Special thanks to the Jasons for their help in production of the Art of Charm podcast. And tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. So have a great week and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to the Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. dot